All right, hello, and welcome to the All Elite Movie Rant Podcast. My name is Andy Ramos, who, by the way, knows how to solve a Rubik's Cube. Don't mean to brag, but I do. Not the quickest, but I can solve it nonetheless. Here at All Elite Movie Rants, hopefully once a week, I'll be talking about a movie and or a TV show. And not necessarily the current box office movies or whatever show is currently out and hitting big, like Euphoria, which I haven't seen. But from time to time, I'll choose a movie or my guests will choose a movie or a show. And, you know, we'll give you our thoughts and what we think about the show or movie. But with this being the first episode of All Elite Movie Rants... Well, you know, our pilot episode, I thought it'd be a good, fun little opportunity to give you guys an insight as to what my top five favorite movies are. And, you know, a quick little brief into what I think about them. And yeah, sometime in the future, each of these movies will get their own dedicated episode where I go more into detail as to why I love them so much. But for right now, it's going to be a quick, you know, what I think about them. All right, we're starting off hot. Potentially my most favorite movie of all time, just because of how much I, you know, purely enjoy it and how many times I can actually just watch it over and over again okay i'm gonna start off by saying that this movie can literally be played on tv the whole day on repeat and i'd gladly sit down and watch it over and over again that movie being paul coming out in 2011 starring simon pegg nick frost and seth rogan as paul himself simon pegg and nick frost I'm telling you right now, works so damn well together. Like, comedically, they're so good. And they genuinely come off as, like, best friends. Like, I feel like their on-screen personalities, like, mirror what they really are outside of the movie. Like, even when they get off the set, I feel like that's who they really are. Like, they just work so damn well together. And then, like, even though their main character, Paul, is completely CG, like, it feels like he's there. The CG is not only really good, I'm telling you right now, Paul's eyes are, like, a sight to behold. They're really, really good. uh, Seth Rogen as Paul with Nick Frost and Simon Pegg work even better. It's like like all three of them are best friends. It's just so good. And then you throw in Kristen Wiig, who will kill it in every movie from start to finish. This movie is a lot of fun. It's your typical, you know, chase movie where there's a bunch of people chasing uh, Nick Frost's character, Simon Pegg's character, and Paul. It's, from start to end, a real good time. And honestly, if you're just looking for a quick, what is it, like an hour and 40-minute watch where you just want to have fun and laugh, this is your movie. Next up, we got How to Train Your Dragon 2. Now, I'm going to be completely honest. When that first one came out, when I saw the name of the movie, I was like, this is so dumb. A name called How to Train Your Dragon. I know it's going to be about people train. And it was an animated movie, so I thought it was going to be pretty dumb. And then, you know, a couple years later went by. The second movie came out. Sometime after it came out, I finally decided to watch it. And I was just like so blown away by how good it was. It was so good that I was like, okay, I have to go back and watch the first one. So I, there I go. I go back and I rent the first How to Train Your Dragon. I watch it and I was even more blown away by how insanely good that one was. And not to give any spoilers or anything, but after watching the first one, it gave everything I had seen in the second one so much more context into like hiccups and his dad's relationship. And then the music in this movie is just top here the animation is top tier the relationship between hiccup and toothless is top tier it's like this movie is one of those few cases where the sequel is just as good if not better than the original 
And that's something to say, especially for an animated movie like this, where you typically think, you know, the first one did really well. So they're going to milk the second movie just for the same stuff. But like, no, thematically, it's so much more different than the first one. And the dragon flying in it all is unlike anything else. It's like there's the Spider-Man swinging. You wish you could do that. Flying a dragon is number two. This movie is fun from start to finish. Sad in some cases, but all in all just great okay moving on we have not only just a movie but a moment in time and that is avengers infinity war at this point we're about four years out from when infinity war came out and even now looking back and watching it it's insane to think that a movie like this was ever even made the cast was insane the amount of like main characters in it was insane and people can rag on this movie all they want, but you cannot deny the fact that what this movie did was beyond impressive. You'd think that having this many characters in a movie and trying to keep everybody relevant or interesting would be difficult, but they made it they made it work. Like there's no denying that from the most main of characters to the most side of characters. Everybody was kept interesting. Everybody had something to do. Every character was given choices. Choices that, you know had their ups had their downs some choices were insanely difficult choices that regardless like stuff is gonna go down because of what they choose I've seen this movie well over 10 times and every single time i can feel the weight of each character's emotion as they're making you know said decision the action is just epic there are different fights throughout the whole movie and each fight just feels different whether it be with like the colors that they use in the fight the characters that are in such fight, the way the other characters are fighting, it's all done so well. Avengers Infinity War is no joke, like I said before, a moment in time and executed perfectly. I just want to throw this out there. These movies aren't in any particular order. So when I give them a number, that's just because that's the order I'm talking about them in. All right, so up next, fourth, is uh, The Wolf on Wall Street. More often than not, you'll see your favorite or at least an actor you really enjoy in a movie and you'll be like hey there's the actor that i really enjoy but when leonardo dicaprio is in the wolf of wall street you completely lose sense that hey that's leonardo dicaprio that's jordan belfort that's the character he's playing you get lost in the character you get lost in the movie the performance in which he gives in the wolf of wall street is amazing i can't give leonardo dicaprio enough credit or and praise for how much I love him in this movie. But what I can do is talk about the rest of the side characters. In Jonah Hill as Donnie. Margot Robbie as Naomi. Matthew McConaughey as Mark Hanna. John Bernthal, my goodness, as Brad. John Favreau, Manny. Rob Reiner. Max Belfort. I can't talk about this movie enough. Don't worry. This movie will definitely be getting its own episode one day and i can't wait for that day everybody's performance in this movie is great the entire movie is shot amazingly it's hands down probably one of the best movies ever made and it's even crazier to think that all of this is based off a true story which is insane to think absolutely insane this movie's amazing all right so before i tell y'all what the fifth and final movie is i just want to let you know that you know no one's top five is ever there forever top five you know movies are always coming out you know some might change some might come out of that list you might add a new one to that list so purely based off recency bias 
the fifth and final slot for now is going to Spider-Man No Way Home. I don't care what anybody has to say. I don't care who judges me for picking this movie as one of my top five favorites. But from beginning to end, Spider-Man No Way Home is a masterpiece. Obviously, you aren't going to get any spoilers from me in this episode. Like I have said before, Spider-Man No Way Home is going to get its own episode one day. But for right now, let me just say, Tom Holland, you know, he's he's a great actor. But I don't know what it is about this movie where he decides to kick it up to like an 11. Scene to scene, he knocks it out of the ballpark. Somehow, through having, you know, the cast that this movie did... They somehow made it possible that even though there's many stars in this movie, this movie is still Tom Holland's movie. It's still, you know, Tom Holland's Peter Parker's story. And it's even crazier how we typically associate the third movie of a franchise to be the final movie. But in this case, the third movie of Tom Holland's Spider-Man is somehow the beginning of his Spider-Man story. All through Spider-Man Homecoming, Far From Home, No Way Home... You know, our Peter Parker gets put through the ringer and at the end of it all, you'd think it'd be the ending when in reality it's his beginning, which is so unusual by today's standards because what other character has gone through that? I'll leave it at that. Uh, Like I said, one day I'm going to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home, but for now, Spider-Man No Way Home is unlike any other Spider-Man movie, unlike any other superhero movie, and I can't wait to see where our Tom Holland, Peter Parker, Spider-Man story goes on from here. All right, and there you go. My top five favorite movies of all time. Well, my current top five favorite movies. Who knows when these will change or if they'll ever change or whatever. But yeah, those are my top five. Once again, my name is Andy Ramos, who, by the way, can solve a Rubik's Cube. Putting it out there again. But yeah, uh, see you guys in the next episode. See ya.